So, welcome everybody to episode 7 of the Parrot School Podcast. This is a uh, monumental show because today we're introducing Jay, the new uh, semi-regular co-host of the show. Hello everyone, I'm Jay. I'm motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, have another drink now. <laughs> yes, in case you don't know, Jay was on the first, like... Three out of the first four episodes, because we talked for so long I had to splice it into literally three fucking episodes. But today on the podcast, we have something very cool. For the first time ever, we have a three-way call going on with my friend, James Hardy. Introduce yourself to everyone, James. Hey guys, how are we doing? My name's James, uh, made of Tom's from back through school. God, how long we known each other for now, Tom? Shit. Uh, going on 20, 25 years. Yeah, be about that now, man. <laughs> Back in primary school. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. Also, wow, with um, scribble. And that beats you and me, Jay, by like eight years almost. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But hey, <laughs> hey, like in the end, who out of um Tom and I was your best man? Me, yeah. I think um the facts prove themselves. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm not competitive <laughs> at all. Um <laughs> Yeah. But no, welcome Tom. Welcome welcome Tom, welcome James. Um hopefully we're gonna have a pretty good time. So Tom, what was the topics we were gonna talk about, or are you gonna go into theme music first? Uh, we're going to go into general topics. We're going to discuss everything Batman for the length of this podcast and maybe a few other things towards the end. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we, we end up bouncing off each other and having a good conversation. Some friendly arguments here and there. Everybody knows that me and Jay love the friendly little arguments. I, for one, think 1994 is the greatest year in film. Jay's a fucking Fuck, idiot. let it go. Fuck, let it go. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, we're going to bust out the theme song and, we're, and then we're going to get into the rest of the show. Enjoy. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Before It Was Cool podcast. And that was the theme song, and this is the Before It Was Cool podcast. Now, so for this week, we've, as we've said, we've got three hosts, and we are talking about Batman. And the starting topic that we will obviously go on a complete tangent and end up fucking probably talking about Spider-Man or something else that's not even at the same comic company. Um, but the first, the starting topic is the best... Um, actor to play Batman, so the best Batman and the worst Batman. Um, I think we'll just start with the worst one because that's going to be a very fucking quick thing to say because I think we are all in agreement and I think the entire internet's pretty much in agreement about it. Let's all say it at the same time in three, two, one. Michael Keaton. Tom Tom was the worst Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's Batman had to be handy-capable. Batmobile, it was... He could... Battering just dragged around like flopping legs. It couldn't really land anywhere. Like, <laughs> oh god! If I was a superhero, I'd be Thor, motherfuckers. 
No, I think you're Thor because you've got a lisp and you're in a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> no, but genuinely, I, most people might say George Clooney. The other ones might say Batfleck. That's the worst. Like, I do see that and, like... I don't think Clooney was a bad Batman. It's just he was given a bad thing to work with. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I don't know. Clooney, Clooney's Batman was sort of overacted. He played a good Bruce Wayne. He yeah. made the good, you know, Playboy Trinette, like Playboy. Mm. But that's sort of where his, his talent ended when it comes to Batman. Um, and not to mention, I mean, he was he was – co-starring with the likes of Chris O'Donnell, who just absolutely killed it as Robin and Nightwing. Just yeah. playing it up and just, yeah. And, like, the the issue was, like, the, what is it, the Tim Burton Batmans were so much serious, dark, grim, all that sort of thing. Then the next two just went almost, like, almost to Adam West camp levels with some elements of it. Well, yeah, they were very comedic. Like, the bat nipples, the bat... Credit card, all that <laughs> stuff. Like, it went as campy as, like, it almost said zoink on the fucking screen. <laughs> like, to be he, honest, that would have improved it. He would have, he was thinking about putting that in. And also, Batman Forever ended uh, Joel Schumacher's career. Like, he retired after that. Yeah. Can you blame him? Not really. Not really. No, no, no. Well, Schumacher, Schumacher did uh, Batman and Robin after that. No, Batman and Robin came before uh, Batman Forever. No, it was Forever then Batman and Robin. It was Forever then Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I always get those two confused. Kilmer was yeah, no, so in Kil- Kilmer uh, did Forever. The first one. And then Clooney did yeah. the second one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. And the only reason that Kilmer didn't get it was because of a disagreement that he and um, Schumacher had on set during Forever. They didn't get along too well, and Schumacher said, "I'm not working with him again," and cast uh, Clooney to be Batman for. for but Batman. honestly, does Val Kilmer actually get along with everyone? Like, like from what I've heard, he's like one of the most difficult actors to work with, and like even Oprah doesn't get along with him, and she gives everyone a car. You'd think she get along gets along with most people. See, I don't know. I think everyone's problem with Kilmer is the fact that he's very opinionated and he doesn't doesn't hold back on what he thinks. He's quite happy to to say what he thinks and stand by what he says. And mm. not many people like that about him. I oh, see. That's the thing. Like as an actor, I quite enjoy Kilmer. Like I love him in um Tombstone as Doc Holliday. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just ah oh, awesome. Like I wish I was that classy a drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he got used but, uh, to it in the doors. He played uh, J- uh, Jim Morrison to like hmm. perfection. That's the thing, though. I mean, everyone whinges about working with him, but how many iconic films has he actually been in? Exactly. Yeah, like Batman. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't think it's iconic <laughs> for the right reasons. <laughs> Uh, I was, see, see, the actor I was more disappointed being cast for Batman and whether it was a live-action movie or an animated film was Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, when was that? I didn't pick up yeah, on that I one. I was going to say, when he, was he Kimmel He was Batman. Batman. So Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel was Batman for uh, the Teen Titans movie. Ah. Oh. He did the voice of Batman. That's, yeah, that doesn't seem uh, like yeah. a good... 
casting choice. <laughs> like, He's probably the only actor that I really can complain about. I wasn't a real big fan, and it threw me off because he just didn't have that Batman feel to his voice. Um, I mean, obviously, we're yet to find out what Patterson can do. I think he's going to be all right. Well, like, what was know, it, I'm the lighthouse that he was in? Yeah. The lighthouse, yeah. And that was awesome. Like, he was really good in that. He was also uh, really good in Tenet as well, the other uh, uh, Christopher Nolan film, the newest one. He was really good in that. Christopher Nolan, not Christian Nolan. <laughs> I, said, I said Christopher, didn't I? You said Christian. Oh, Christopher Nolan. Uh, his newest film and uh what was the lost city of zed with charlie hunnam okay no i haven't seen he that has, one he, he was so fucking he has good had some that. surprising roles he's trying his hardest to uh shake off that twilight uh image that well, he's got. I'm, I'm sorry it's gonna be hard for him that came out of twilight on a good note yeah. was taylor lautner he's the only one that came out of it has he though? Like, what's oh, he really done since? Rummy. He did the hate. He's done he's a just comp- movie since then. Um, he did that. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, now I've got to find out what his name. If what, you bring up the Netflix uh, one with bloody um Adam Ridic- Sandler, I'm going to smack you. Six. Ridiculous. No, six. no, it was the one. No, there was one that he did where he um I can't remember the name of the movie, but he his parents were actually not his parents. They were he was the son of secret agents that were killed. Yeah, and put yeah. Into housing with two other agents. Um, oh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. No, no, that was because <laughs> no, that, that was, was him too. Movie as well. <laughs> that was him as well. Just saying. It was. But, it was. Um, but that's what I said. He was the only one that came out of Twilight better than what he was beforehand. Oh, and no, it wasn't one of the Fanning really. sisters in there, and she's gone on well. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Not really, because like everyone at Lautner's films since then have flopped. The only one, in my opinion, that came out of Twilight unscathed was Romney Malik. What? And moving on to playing Freddy, and he also did a lot of stuff with um, SNL, didn't he? Yeah, but he won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Oh, I'm not denying his skills. He's the only one that came out of Twilight unscathed, in my opinion. Pattinson's uh, well, working well, very fucking hard to redeem that scathing that he got. But uh, and he hates. Well, he's the trying to movies. Yeah, he's so trying to shake off being a. Who's called abduction? Yeah. And that was the Lautner one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, like, Rob Pattinson's trying to shake off the sparkly vampire feel, but do you know how hard it is to actually get freaking glitter off you? Yeah. Like that shit is like herpes. You can't get rid of it. It's you're stuck with it. You would know yeah. all about herpes. <laughs> Yeah, I slept with your mum. Um, <laughs> you have to do with my dad on that one. <laughs> well, he was watching dressed as Batman, strangely enough. Full circle. Um, <laughs> and speaking of best live action Batmans, um, each one's like it is a harder decision. I find. Um, I'll let the host go first. Go for it, James. I don't know. For me. Uh... I'm a fan of, of Michael Keaton's Batman. Batman Forever was probably my favourite, but I know it is, it is a hard choice because it is a toss-up between Batman Forever and Batman Robin. They were probably my two most favourite Batman films. I sure hope you're kidding about this. No, sure. no, seriously. They were like 
So the they Schumacher were the, sort of the films. first. Yeah, I, I enjoyed them. I thought they were great. Uh, they're amusing and everything, but when they're part of a series that was already starting with a very serious overtone, and then they go to that, it was just like it's just such a complete change in tone. Yeah. I don't know. It's sort of for, for the for the time that they were done, there was sort of the direction that most films like that were going. Mm. Yeah. But, like, considering Burton was about to start a whole Justice League series, he was going to cast uh, Nick Cage in the Superman reboot. Uh, <clears throat> it it should have stayed dark. The reason why the it, Superman it, movie yeah. didn't happen is because uh, Batman and Robin failed. Mm. I don't know. I guess it was. I guess it was more so the actors that portrayed the characters through those movies that stood out for me. I mean, like I said. Chris O'Donnell was was to me like still he's one of the best actors that I've seen play Robin and Nightwing. Um, I thought he was great. Um, Schwarzenegger was you know, great. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, who else would you have got to play Mister Freeze that well? True. Um, maybe maybe don't. What about Thurman? What about Thurman and Ivy? Like, yeah. oh, perfect as Ivy. Oh, absolutely. So, but then you had you, Bane. <laughs> And like that version of Bane was just heartbreaking because Bane was. was the. It was. There hasn't just... been a perfect version of Bane in a movie. Look at, look at... Tom Hardy's was good, but it wasn't what Bane was. If you know what I mean, wasn't that a big hulking I, I, monster? I did enjoy like Tom Hardy's Bane. Um, I thought he played it well for what he was given to work with. Hmm. But the costume design, all that sort of stuff, I mean, they have no say in that. They're told how to, how to look, yeah. which obviously yeah. they could have done a hell of a lot better with the Bane costume. Yeah. Well, um, I will admit that um, Dark Knight Rises was like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed some parts of it, but it was such a letdown compared to um, The Dark Knight. Like, the Dark Knight was really well done, and then you watch Dark Knight Rises, and it's just like, oh, okay. Here's Bane, this big intimidating thing. Oh, I got a bike with a gun. Kapow. Oh, there goes Bane. Um, it was very anticlimactic, and it could have been so much better with what they did with him. And just the entire movie was a bit of a letdown compared to what the other one was. True. true. Yeah, see, but the, the, story, the stories were told well. Um, hmm. Obviously, It's just the storyline itself that was lacking. Yeah, they just they left. There were so many huge factors that they left out that needed to be put in. Hmm. Yeah, like in that regards, like the Dark Knight Rises is good, but the Dark Knight was one of the was considered and is considered almost a perfect comic book movie, and it's one of the only ones that have ever done it. Yeah, and it also brought like. If it wasn't for the Dark Knight Rises, I don't think we would have ended up with the not Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight. We wouldn't have ended up with the MCU because it brought back that interest in comic book characters, in superheroes, all that jazz. Like, yes, we had the earlier Spider-Man series, the um, Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, which also did revive a bit of that. But it was just like, uh, like it didn't eventuate. Whereas that came out, and then we just started seeing the MCU really take off and really go with it with Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because originally when Iron Man was pitched and John Favreau pitched it to Kevin Feige, 
it wasn't meant to be a uh, giant universe. It wasn't meant to be the MCU. It was supposed to be bringing his favorite comic book character mm. to life. And then Kevin Feige went, well, Disney just gave me $80 billion. Let's make a universe. Yeah, and it kept expanding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and now we've got the MCU that we all love. Exactly. But anyway, back to Batman, the only thing that's ever been <laughs> like overly successful out of um, the DCEU, outside of a little bit of Wonder Woman and a little bit of Aquaman. But, and Superman. Um, Superman wasn't successful in the current DCEU. Oh, Man of Steel did pretty well. Did it though? Man of Steel was probably one of, out of the Superman movies that have been done. It was probably one of the better stories told. It was, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's good. I mean, that's like no, saying that was, that was a solid, that's like so saying a solid much. shit's better than a sloppy shit. Yes, it's better, but it's still shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but out of the whole, and I might get some flack for saying this, out of the whole DCU, it's the only good Zack Snyder uh, film. Because what did he do? He did the Justice League, which the Zack Snyder cut I've heard really positive things about, but that's about it's it. It's all right, but it's a fucking marathon Yeah, to but watch. trying, to, yeah, trying hmm. to find four and a half hours free to sit down and watch it. That Obviously, you were never hung over at uni doing um, Lord of the Rings <laughs> extended edition marathons. <laughs> no, no. Every time they say the ring, you take a drink, it's fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he also Ugh. did uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, which was... Oh, what? oh we're going to be friends because we have the same... Our mums have the same name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Martha. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to build a um, friendship. By the way, would that mean that um, Martha's partners, I... so Bruce's dad and um, Clark's adopted dad, would that technically, because they had sex with Martha, that would make them Martha fuckers? Oh, the math work. <laughs> and Cash can't hear me. That's me clapping for you telling a 20-year-old joke. Yep, worth it. <laughs> Classics are a classic for a reason. We're talking about 20-plus-year-old 20 20 plus year old movies, so why not? Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> Martha and Martha aren't, but yeah. Yeah, they're not talking about much because they're pretty much forgotten characters or dead. Um <laughs> But yeah, back to uh, Batman. In my book, <laughs> in my book, it's too hard to judge. Uh, Christian Bale played uh, the Dark Knight, like, and that was based on a different set of uh, comic books to what the Burton and the Schumacher Batman's based on, and even the Adam yeah. West. And yeah, it was Every like because who did the. Dark Knight, it was, what's his name? Um, The guy no, who did... It was Christopher Nolan. No, no, no. I mean, I meant the comic books. Oh. The guy who wrote them. The same guy who did Sin City and stuff. Um, yeah. Um... Miller? Oh, no, yeah, no. I'll quickly look it up. It might have been Miller. It might have been the last thing he did before he created his own universe. Because I know he's got his own. Um, let, me... let me check. See, I love Sin City, so I should know this. Frank Miller. Yeah, it is Miller. And he also yeah, Frank did, Miller. Yeah. He also did uh, The Watchmen, I believe it was. No, he it's, didn't do Watchmen. I thought he did do a run of Watchmen. No, nah, Watchmen was 
done predominantly by someone else. Let me double check his name. Well, um, I know I know he didn't do the main run, but I'm pretty sure he did a run of Watchmen. Well, there wasn't really a run. It was a single like there's like two novels to it. That's it. Yeah, and then know, they've recently added it to the DCEU. He did a special edition. DCU, sorry. From what I remember. Okay. See, I know that I know that Frank Miller did the storyline for the Daredevil movie. Yeah. Oh, Alan Moore Watchmen. was the one who did Watchmen. Watchmen is another Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, it's a good one. I actually yeah, quite it like is. it when it comes to. But it's not but part yeah. of the DCEU. No, it's not. But the Watchmen characters have recently been added to the DC comic series. Yeah. So. Well, they couldn't. Who not. knows? We might have future future Rorschach versus um, Joker for some very entertaining moments. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I yeah, think but that's like to talk about. That's like to talk about how they're. I've heard they're looking to bring um, uh, Blade into the next lot of MCU. Well, they've well, yeah, they've announced an actor it. and stuff, and yeah, it's Marshall Ali uh, from the so Green Book, at, at, and he was another one. Like, and he he was he's obviously a Marvel comic, but he was never a character that was ever really, from my my knowledge, because yeah, he he's been a part of things like he's mainstream. More he's recently, been, um, yeah, but we're talking we're talking you know, back in the nineties. Oh uh, yeah, back oh in when the he was 90s, released as a movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you oh. go back in the '90s, even oh, okay, the yeah. comics and that sort of thing, there really wasn't too much of him getting linked in with anyone else in the Marvel universe. Oh, there but was a bit. At, at introducing them now. There was a bit. There wasn't heaps, but there was some of Blade appearing in the in the Avengers comic books and stuff like that. But there wasn't a lot. It was mainly with. Uh, oh yeah, that's because. Against more. You go, sorry. It was mainly against Morbius. And more yeah. than that, like, he was also part of, like, when Marvel was concentrating on a horror element. Like, he had the, um, what is it, the, uh, I sent you the name, and I always get it confused for a 90s movie, the Legion of Monsters or whatever it's called. Um, let me just quickly find it, Tom. Um, it's in my list. Um, yeah, Legion of Monsters. I keep almost saying Monster Squad, which is, um, a 90s movie where it reveals that the Wolfman has balls. Um, <laughs> but anyway, different topic. Um, but yeah, like um, where they tried to play to like that horror element and having Blade as a vampire hunter. Later on, they had like um, Elsa Bloodstone. They had the Legion of Monsters, which had Morbius, Wo- Werewolf by Night, The Living Mummy, um, Man Thing, and Frankencastle, which is hilarious which was um, a chopped-up Punisher who gets stitched back together a la Frankenstein's monster and joins up with all these other monsters. Is, uh, oh, no, mate, that's DC. Don't worry. You thinking Swamp Thing? No. Well, no see, when it comes to Morbius, I know Morbius is first, like, he, he his first appearance was Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. a big, he was an ally slash foe, kind of like um the lizard where he'd, Verge between ally or enemy. Same with Venom. Yeah. Same with Sandman. And like uh, his movie where Jay Letter is playing him, he will be. Oh, can't uh, wait. Or it will be released through Sony through the Spideyverse. It won't be any connection to the MCU. 
Yeah, which is actually a bit of a disappointment. It is, but it does make sense given the fact that when Morbius did come through the universe initially, was through the introduction through Spider-Man. Yeah, but it also it doesn't make sense considering Spider-Man is not in the Spideyverse at the moment. He's in the uh, he is, and he's also in the Spideyverse in um, what's his name? Um, into the Spider into the Spider-Verse, the animated one. Yeah, that's Miles Morales though, and that's well, no, uh, it's... that's other versions of Peter Parker. It's not the mainstream. MCU version. Well, other versions of Spider-Man, not other other versions of Peter Parker. Yeah, sorry. And it's, no, it's, it's not part of the MCU, of but it's part of the Spider-Verse because yeah. you had to do some research into that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that being said, Miles Morales is being teased for the MCU as well because they had the Prowler in um, Far From Home, who is his well, no, uncle, they had I think? Him, they had him in Homecoming. Didn't, didn't Disney and Sony do an agreement for this reason to be able to bring Spider-Man back to the, the MCU? They yeah, did. Yeah, it's just they extended. Did. What was that? Sorry? No, you go first, Tom. It's all good. They they did do a deal. It's uh, technically already run out, but they extended it because uh, Marvel killed off, spoiler alerts, they killed off some of the leaders of the Avengers in the Endgame. So they need a new leader, and they thought, well, Spider-Man can take that mantle. And Sony went, well, fuck your ideas, because we want him back. And uh, they came to an agreement, yeah, but there was, so there was already... it looks like he will appear in Venom 2, but stay in the MCU for at least one more movie. Yeah, well, I, I did did hear that there was talk about um, Spider-Man showing up at the end of, of Carnage. Yeah. But um, then on top of that, didn't um, Disney buy Sony? No, no, they bought Fox. I know they bought Fox, but I thought they got Sony as well. No, no. Sony's too big for them to buy. Because you got to remember, yeah, just... Sony's not only entertainment. Sony's also Viacom, which is MTV. Uh, Sony's also every bit of their hardware, so the PlayStation. Yeah, so the PlayStation, TVs, TVs, all that stuff. Cameras, hmm. all that is too big for Disney to buy. Okay. Sorry, not um, too big for them to buy. Too big for the, to be worth it for them. Yeah, I'm gonna double check that yeah, because well, I mean, I'm swore I remembered seeing something. But yeah, anyway, you guys, you guys keep going while I look this up. <laughs> I mean, from I mean, considering from last I heard, Disney went into the adult industry making movies. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure they're they're struggling for money a bit harder than what. Than what anyone realizes. Yeah. Well, like, they own ABC in America. They own Hulu in America. They own Disney Plus and Star in across the world. They, uh, yeah. They, they just got valuated at something like $10 billion. Okay. So just ducking back to the, um, Disney Sony sort of thing. So Disney is working with Sony for their theatrical comic book releases until 2026. Yeah. Which would explain, uh, what is it? Uh, the new one, the new Spider-Man is coming out late next year. Then, Mm. uh, the next Avengers is due in 2025. So that would be, they'll be working with Spider-Man. Then they will try and renegotiate when they get there. 
Yeah. Um, that's provided that Disney hasn't taken over everything and released its own version of the coronavirus to make us all watch or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. At the start of this segment, Jay actually said we'll probably go off no tangent and talk about Spider-Man or something. Yeah, it's a given. I called it. Um, yeah, we called it. You called it, I should say. Uh, should we say but, called it or he jinxed it? He had he plans jinxed. to go on a Spider-Man. <laughs> all of the above. It, it was just pre-positioning his... Where, where he wanted the conversation to be. Exactly. It's my diabolical plan to all, turn all DC into Marvel. Um, <laughs> I uh, Back to the original topic, though, of Batman. I think uh, Matt Reeves is going to do a good job with the Batman, mm-hmm. with uh, Rob Pattinson and the new film. Uh, I think... All reports are saying it's going to be based on the fucking Dark Knight series again. I think that's a bad idea. Because Christopher Nolan already perfected that. You can't do that again. Uh, I wouldn't say perfected. He started strong, kept it strong, and then dipped down. I would say he, he started low, got really, really good, and went down about halfway. Dark Knight Rides isn't as bad as everybody remembers. It's only bad because compared to its predecessor. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, just, yeah, like as I said, my issues with it before. But, yeah, anyway, so talking about our favourite... Because I still haven't actually said who my um, favourite Batman actor is, and I don't know if you did either, Tom. No, I couldn't really call it. Um... I will probably say, um, oh, what's his name? The one that was in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, oh, Clooney. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. yeah. I'll probably rate Christian Bale as, like, <clears throat> like his Bruce Wayne was really charming. His Batman was intense because that's pretty much all Batman can ever really be. Um, what made Christian Bale so good is the fact that he's a method actor. Oh, yeah. And when you when you put him and you know someone like Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah, Heath Ledger together, yeah, you got two of the biggest biggest actors in the world that are and very, very both big method. on stepping into that method methodology of being who who they're acting, and you get them them two together, and it was just that works so brilliantly together. Yeah. I mean, like, Christian Bale's method acting to such a degree that he was actually out fighting crime during all this. He wasn't able to take the costume with him, but, like, his knuckle bruising was real because of the amount of bad guys he punched. Really? <laughs> no, dickhead. Oh, God damn. <laughs> you said that was such conviction. I thought you were being serious. I'm like, I've never heard that. I was like, well, I've um, never heard that. <laughs> it, guys, it's called method acting. I'm method acting pretending to be a serious um, podcaster. <laughs> oh, God damn. Uh, my favorite, like I said before, it's hard to quantify. I think the 90s would have to be Keaton, even though he started in the 80s, but Returns was in the 90s. And then in the 2000s, it would have to be Bale. Hmm. And so wait, I Tom, did I, just, I I, did I just hear you say that you liked a um Christopher Burton, uh, what's Tim his name, Burton? a Burton film? A Tim Burton yeah. film? 
I did say that in the last time you were on, except for the Batman films and maybe one other film, I like Tim Burton. I don't like Tim Burton. <laughs> no, you just said you liked him. Ha ha, we heard it. I like those films. <laughs> You're going to edit uh, out that gaff up, that yeah, muck yeah, up, aren't you? Just, yeah, saying, no, just so leave, there's no proof. I'll leave it in to prove to everyone I am a human. But okay. uh, I think Robert Pattinson is going to surprise the living fuck out of everyone. Because back in the 80s, everybody hated the fact that Keaton was uh, cast as Batman and said he wouldn't do a good job. In the 90s, everybody went up in arms and said that Kilmer wouldn't do a good job. They were right well, when they honest, said like... Clooney. They were up in arms about Bale doing a good job. They were up yeah. in arms about Batfleck. No. They Bale up didn't cut too much flack about being Batman. I, I remember him being probably one of the only Batman cast actors who actually everyone sat back and went, yeah, okay, I can see that. I just love it when um Batflick was announced that uh, Matt Damon instantly jumped on Twitter and said, don't worry, guys, I'm not Robin. I just <laughs> thought that was great. <laughs> That's another um, one. Um, Heath Ledger, when he was cast as Joker, everybody fucking hated it. Thought he was completely wrong for the role. Thought he was going to be shit. But, uh, mm. yeah. An Oscar later and a death later. And he's one of the greatest actors to ever live because of that one role. Well, um, no, that's a- it was multiple roles that he played that yeah, made yeah. him what he, uh, the actor that he is. It wasn't just what, his role. What I mean is, like, that's Thank the you. role that put him on that iconic status. The others were just seen as him trying to no reach way. the statue. And he could never no get way. there. Broadband Mountain with- was seen as him reaching for the statue and him failing to get no, to the see, statue. He, he'd, he'd already reached the top before he even did that. That movie actually, in had- my opinion, stepped, knocked him back a couple of steps, if anything. But he but, had- I mean, he'd done 10 Things I Hate About You. He'd, done, he'd been on numerous the Patriot. series. The Patriot yeah. and 10 Things I Hate About You. He was seen as the eye candy for the movie. Except he was actually a good actor in The Patriot. Like, I don't... He was I'm a not good much actor, of a rom-com fan, but... but he, he was a good actor, but he was seen as the eye candy for the movie. That's why he was given the romantic situation to be in. But so was Mel Gibson's character with that. his um, wife's sister. Yeah. yeah, but that was inadvertent. Like, they actually showed Heath falling in love. <laughs> what, what about Heath Ledger in Dogtown? Lords of Dogtown. He killed Lords it in of, that. He did kill it, but... His, his role that as Casanova? That, he did kill it I in think... Lords of Dogtown, but it made no money and he didn't get any critical plays for it. Casanova, yeah. he got and I think no critical what... plays for it. He was just the eye candy. In Four Feathers, he was very, Brothers very Grimm. good in it, but it failed. Oh, Brothers Grimm no... was awful. Um... Brothers Grimm was fucking awful legit, and it legit. made no money and got he no critical plays. Part. Oh, yeah, he was but still a good actor. And I think played his part. And so I think you guys are talking about his skill and I, his level guys, of acting. Uh, Hello, guys. I think you guys are both on different wavelengths. What Tom's talking about is getting that international praise, that um, what's it called? Institutional praise of being like he won like the Oscar and all that, which he hadn't done already. Like a lot of people had already known he was a good actor and quite a capable actor, but that is what cemented him and saw people and people yeah. saw it because he actually got the recognition from his peers. He, he Whilst we can go back program. and point out a heap of other, we can go back through and point out all these other movies that he was amazing in. This is the one where he was actually acknowledged for it on a greater base. 
Yes. He got to prove it in this one. It's the one that actually got to elevate him to the iconic status. See, for me, in my this is just purely my opinion. Heath Ledger made it to stardom the moment he was taken from Home and Away and put into a Hollywood film. Was he in Home and Away? That's where he started, Home and Away. And he was taken from Home and Away and put into a Hollywood film. A small Aussie actor who was playing a small part on a local drama was spotted for his talents and pulled to the US to make, you know, a million, million of dollar, millions of dollar movies. To me, he mm. made it the moment he was put on that plane yeah. and taken to the US to make a Hollywood film. And that's where you two are on different wavelengths, where Tom's talking about the um, praise is iconic rather than just the made it. Because heaps of actors made it, but not that many become the iconic sort of thing. Yeah. So wait, we're in agreement? Okay, cool. We yeah. can keep going. Um, yeah. <laughs> we can stop yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What Jay said, my my thing is that he was a great actor, but he was never recognised as the great actor until the no, joke. It, it did take for his death for that to happen, but then that's the same as a lot of other actors that were the same. It took for them to die before people actually recognised how good they were. Yeah, hmm. a few of them. Like... There have only been, River Phoenix. I think, three. No, River was big before he died. He was. Yeah, but he blew up even more when he died. It's like an artist. When they die, their stuff gets more expensive. He yeah, became that bit bigger because of what could have been, and everyone likes to romanticize the potential future. Look at it, did. It, uh, it shot his brother into superstardom. Hmm. Mind you, Joaquin's good in his own right. It just shot oh, him yeah. into superstardom when River died. Mm. Anyway, talking about Batman again, and Joaquin actually brings, actually kind of brings me to this idea, um, is that Batman isn't the character you really go to the Batman movies to watch. Like for me, Batman is like one of the, is an incredibly, he's an intense character. He's a boring character. Like there's not actually that much emotional depth to him other than my parents are dead. I'm going to fight crime and not kill whereas you look at the villains they're the things that make the batman mythos for me anyway um they and like it's like even if we just go for the obvious bad guy being the joker and how they're the yin yang and without the strong villain cast i find that batman really struggles as a character because there's not much depth even needing sidekicks that make him a bit more human in a lot of ways um is needed as well otherwise he's actually quite a boring character yeah well even even his sidekicks he bring you know they're introduced and then there's only been three sidekicks that have stuck around and really are actually known to everyone yeah and like and i just i just love the hypocrisy of batman it's like um i saw my parents die and i had to grow up straight away from being a little boy and i don't want any other kids to experience that except for the kids that i take in and make them grow up to be crime fighters like it's <laughs> it's a delicious bit of hypocrisy it is no well not really i mean it depends on on how you look at that because i mean with dick grayson the reason he took him in was because he felt at fault because he should have stopped two-faced before it come to the come down to the death of, of the grayson family oh absolutely so and then he takes away his childhood know, by getting him to become a crime fighter as well he does, and that's where he stuffs up, and that's where yeah. you see, you know, 
the, the likes of, of um, well, once Dick Grayson grows up and takes off and becomes Nightwing, then you see, you know, the introduction of Jason Todd, who Bruce tried everything to do the opposite and ended up... Hmm. Getting crowbarred to the face. Um, no, he didn't get killed. Actually, yes, he did. Joker killed Jason Todd. He yeah, was brought he back then, by the Lazarus. Was he actually brought Jason back by the Lazarus was, pit? I wasn't sure if yeah. it was Lazarus pit or not. Yeah, he, no, okay, no, he Talia, killed him. Talia brought him back with the Lazarus pit, and that's what made him that twisted psychopath that the Red Hood become. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, I think, like, the villains are, like you said, what makes the uh, Batman movies. It will be interesting to see what they do with uh, Joaquin's Joker going forward, like whether he's going to actually enter the Matt Reeves Batman universe or whether he's um, going to be his own entity again. I honestly don't know why that movie was made as part of DC. Like, you could have easily made that movie as just about a man struggling for... Oh, sorry, just burping. Struggling for a combination of relevance and mental health yeah. in a society that didn't care, and that would have made it such a good movie. But then it almost seems like all the um, Joker sort of stuff is almost tacked on and yeah. wasn't entirely for necessary. Me, for me, when I watched the Joker movie, it was like looking at someone's envision of what would have happened if you would have fused Ronald McDonald and the Joker. <laughs> Yeah, to an extent, to me, it was more what would have happened if you fused the Joker and, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, I've got her face in my head, but I can't remember her name. Uh, Winona Ryder from uh, Girl Interrupted. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah, like, I just don't see why it was necessary to make it a Batman movie using one of the most iconic villains, like, other than the fact that it's like, oh, this has got the Joker in it. I love the Joker in Dark Knight. We've got to go watch this. And it's like, wow, this is a completely different style of movie. It all came down to Todd Phillips. Batman has one of the biggest lists of villains. He does. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Lego Batman lists them all off. Well, the whole thing that I don't understand is with, with such a list of villains, why do we keep getting different variations of the Joker? Yeah, exactly. Because he's the biggest. He's the most famous. He's the he, one he's that the everyone's. Known. G- he's not the biggest. He's the one that everyone's gonna recognize and go, "Oh yeah, I know who that is." I haven't read a comic book at all, but I know that guy from the Heath Ledger movie. Mm. I know that guy and from he, the Dan even, Nicholson movie. Yeah, or even the Jared Leto. And yeah, he's that iconic one. He's as I said before, he's the yin to Batman's yang. Like he's that really big one, and he's considered like admittedly, Batman has multiple arch nemeses. But the Joker, like, if you go up to just average Joe Blow in the street, I would probably say, like, this is just an estimation. I'd probably say nine out of ten. If you said who's Batman's main villain, they would instantly say the Joker. And I can need, like, I'm willing to actually go out and interview for that if it wasn't COVID. But um, yeah, see, for me, me, it's Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, for comic book fans, it would be Ra's al Ghul. For the general public, it would be the Joker. Mm. Because we all know Ra's al Ghul is the big baddie, and even in some of the games, they introduce him as the big baddie. But to the average mm. person, the Joker is the only one they know. Uh, more than that, they'll know Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman. They'll yeah, know the, the ones that pretty much made it. Bane. Yeah, uh, Two Face the- and Bane, like Two Face, yes, Bane probably not as much. Like 
the ones like the way I look at the iconic More Batman villains are the Bane's ones that Bane's were in the known. um. Oh, Bane's definitely yeah. known, but that's only because of the Tom Hardy movie. That's right. Like yeah, if, that's what I was going to say. Like before that, like you like you tell people that Bane was in another Batman movie. Most of the time, they're like, "Huh, where?" And then you reveal where it was. It's like, ah. Oh. And they don't actually know much about Bane's backstory other than the fact that he escaped to prison. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't like the part that they had Bane in in that movie because if you go back through the stories, cartoons, comics, Bane's crush and link up was Ivy. Ivy produced the venom that he pumps through him. So having him link really, up I thought that was a separate thing. I didn't think that was sense. Ivy. I know that was the movies that Ivy. Pre- Oh no, no Ivy was... didn't even produce it in that, did she? Well, initially, initially Bane had produced it himself, but then from from then this is just purely from memory. It's been years since I've read the comic. Um, but the supply was was destroyed by Batman. It was cut off, and he couldn't get it. And hmm. Ivy had the capabilities of mass producing it quickly, and that sort of had their team up then, um, which they teamed up quite a bit throughout. Most of the stories. I mean, I, I remember quite a lot of, of so the original stories where it was Bane and, and Ivy. Bane was the only person to survive. Like it was, he got it in the prison, and the prison wardens were testing it on the prisoners, and he was the only one to survive that. Um, trying to think. I'm just. It kept evolving. Uh, Scarecrow made some. So yeah, like yeah, I only just did a quick look, but yeah, I think it's been made by so many different people. Yeah, it all it um, all depends on who it was made by as well. Like his storylines change here and there depending on who it was made by. Hmm. Well, I mean, originally, so the history of it, it was originally based on um, our man's Miraclo formula, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, he could only only lasted for 60 minutes which gave him the strength and, and speed and agility of everything that he needed to be able to be our man. Um, but that was the first first form of venom um it's the drug usually injected in a constant supply into the base of the neck would instantly transform someone into a hulking mass yeah uh yeah so that that's sort of where where it come from from Bane's first perspective, that's sort of, he was sort of a test subject for, I guess, our men's formula. Well, um, one of many, like, as I said, he was the only one to survive the prison um, testing of it on prisoners. Just like, yep, you do it, oh, you die. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, you probably know more about this. I shouldn't be arguing with you. I do apologize <laughs> for that. Oh, no, I, I'm, 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 actually, I'm actually learning this as, as I let you know. Um, <laughs> Yay, so, yeah, learning! It was, yeah, it was some time later a new strain of venom was developed in Santa Prisca. Uh, the scientists who developed this new... Yeah, and that's where the prison was. That, um, and that, yeah, that was the prison where Bane was, and he developed, and he was the only one he, to survive it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was the only one to endure the process. So, top three villains from Batman. Because we're on that topic at the moment. It keeps us on semi-tangent. And... <laughs> Kind of continuing with what I said about how, like, it's the villains that make Batman. Like, it's... So, Tom, who are your top three? Do you have an idea? My top three would be Ra's al Ghul, obviously, at number one. Uh, number two, I, kn- I know the whole conversation that he's overdone and all that stuff is obviously going to be the Joker. Uh, 
And number three, probably Deadshot. Deadshot, okay. Fair enough. What about you, James? Uh, see, my, mine's a little bit different. See, my first one, I'm a big fan of Mr. Freeze. Yep. I think I think Mr. Freeze is great. Is it Mr. Um, Freeze or Dr. Freeze? I've never been clear on that. So I, I, know he's a do- I know he's a doctor, but I've also heard him called Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I I've always referred to him as being Mr. Freeze. Yeah, he's Mr. Freeze. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just wasn't sure on that. I wasn't like a contention or anything. <laughs> yeah, he's not as qualified as say Dr. Pepper or anyone like that. Oh, okay. um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's the wrong. He's the qualification levels of like the other Misters that are out there. Oh, okay. Like the Mister Man and stuff like that. Yeah. Mister yes. Clean. So I'd probably. Yeah, I'd say Mr. Freeze, Hugo Strange, and Black Mask. Oh, Black nice. Um, Mask. I'm, I'm a big um, Hugo Strange fan as well, like just because I love the psychology he's, of it all. Yeah, I actually really love Scarecrow. He's something else. <laughs> Scarecrow. Who's Scarecrow or um, Mr. Freeze? Or um, Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange. Yeah, Hugo Strange is an amazing character and does a lot. Um, I love Scarecrow, like that whole playing into fear sort of thing. And the storyline that they actually did with, um, I think it's Batman Arkham Knight, the storyline they did there with the fear serum and the Joker serum sort of thing, and that combination was just really, really awesome. And then video game, video game. Okay. Is that the one where you have to fight him as a giant form? No, that's the first one, um, Arkham yeah, City. Asylum. It's like the fourth one. Because it goes Arkham City, Arkham, Asi- Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and then Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, um, pretty much Joker's died by this stage. Spoilers, but hey, it's an old game, so deal with it. It's the one but, where um, he keeps coming back as a ghost, isn't it? Joker. No, he doesn't come back as a ghost. Or so a hallucination. Not quite. He's... No, 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 it's a bit of a recording, but it's more that um, the Joker's blood has infected certain people and it's turning them into the Joker, and oh, Batman's yeah, one of them that's right. infected. But no, just since I played that game. And, yeah, it's a combination with the fear, fear toxin and stuff like that, and, yeah, it's Batman coming to terms and the psychology behind it. It's fantastic for that part. Other parts of the game, not as great, but the that part of it was absolutely awesome. And then... Another bad guy for Batman, like, because there's... I actually really love the Riddler, like, how he's just this... He has to prove he's intelligent because he was beaten around by his dad because his dad was jealous of his intelligence, so he has to prove it to everyone and just keeps creating this OCD loop of do something, prove he's intelligent, get caught by someone more intelligent, recycle, and just that whole systemic... systemic, um cycle of mental illness and trying to get through it and trying not to repeat the same mistakes and still doing the same thing. Yeah. So the Riddler is your third. Yeah, I'd say the Riddler would be my third. But yeah, and as I said, like, that's three different people, all of which are bringing up some, like, maybe one or two similars, but for the most part, they're all different characters that have done so much for the story and have such depth to them. Whereas, as I said before, Batman uh, doesn't have anywhere near the amount of depth as any of those characters. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, like I know this is a tangent, and this will be the last one that I shoot in before we go to the next subject. But I cannot. I wait. call bullshit. I cannot wait yeah. for yeah. the Suicide Squad. I've said it before in multiple other shows, but I cannot wait for the Suicide Squad. Uh, just because you love bit. John Cena. Yeah, that, and I want to see what James Gunn <laughs> does with all those characters, but it's going to be so John good. John Cena is actually why I'm not looking forward to seeing that movie. He's go- well, it's Appar- okay. You can't see him in the movie. Apparently, you can't see him. he is so good that uh, one of others have already given me his own spin off show due to test footage. That's how not good real? he is. Yeah. They've already confirmed it. It's going to be I don't know. Awesome. If you ask Dave Batista, John Cena ruined his movie career. If you ask Dave Batista, I don't know. Fucking anything. That dude's too good to guess. Yeah, you don't want to... Better question. Why is Gamora? going to get hurt. Exactly. My favorite line in the history of comic book movies is, I go, you want better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, but my favorite, my all-time favorite discovery about the movies was hearing how much Vin Diesel was paid to say, I am Groot. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah, but- hey, he even did his own lines in the different languages for the different things. So like, he did his Spanish version, his German version. And every single I yeah, am Groot on, is original. Fucking line. But hey, he also single- says, we are Groot. Every single group is original, as in he doesn't repeat the line, like record it once and then have it repeated. He says it every single time the group says it. Yeah, yeah different. From, from what I read, he was like one of the most paid actors on set. Yeah, he was. And you got the likes of, you know, Chris Pratt, who's literally jumping through hoops to show how worthy he is. And just, oh, I, I'm a huge Chris Pratt fan. I think he's just an iconic dude. Every role he played has been great. He was paid more than Bradley fucking Cooper, who at the time was like a fucking mega star when when Guardians got cast. Mm. Well, like you, yeah, no, if no. you want to keep Chris, Chris going Pratt with it, like this. Uh, Chris Pratt was great as Star Lord. I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah he was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. He, he had the arrogance, the goofiness. He had everything down pat, and the ego, the ego, and def- and like the whole back and forth between him and Thor, where he's trying to make his voice more manly and everything. <laughs> yeah, like fucking great. losing that shit so every good. time. Yeah, I cannot wait for yeah. uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. But anyway, uh let's continue on. So uh, told you we'd have a tangent before then. Suck it, Tom. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It is time to reveal the big news. The Before the Score podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout-out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic, and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shout-outs. $15 is 
says produce it up. You get the opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host. The code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects. 26 spots available. $50 gets you the VIP co-host position. Three spots available. $100 is make the Before It Was Cool podcast your own. You and a person of your choosing make an episode. You can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or ask Tom to edit to your specifications. Go to patreon.com before IWC and you will get to our landing page. That's patreon.com before IWC. Please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week. So when we talk about the, the killing joke, I mean, it's a subject that I'm unsure about, especially being made into a live action movie. Um, I mean, I read the comic books and the series were great. I mean, they were the best story, like one of the best comic series I read. But the animated movie, I was a bit let down with. I know it's a lot of people's favorites. So it's, it's, you know, there's, it's definitely one of the top watched animated Batman movies made. But yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. I was a bit disappointed. There was a lot, a lot of big factors that were in the comics that were left out of that movie. Yeah. Um, and was the reason for that because, like, in the comics, some of those factors were pretty full on. Like, what happens to Barbara? Yeah. Um, yeah. The the whole crowbar sort of thing that happens. Like, that's really big. And was the Killing Joke the animated one M or PG? Uh, it was M. It was M. Yeah. Which over in the States is... PG. PG, no, yeah, it's PG. yeah, because I think if they were to do it properly, it'd have to get an R rating over there. Yeah, yeah, they did the animated. They they've got the animated um, red mask, uh, red mask, red hood movie. Mm-hmm. Where you and what was it rated? That it's rated M. Um, from memory, it's rated M, and it shows the Joker beating Robin to death mm. with a crowbar. But yeah, I think some of the um, Barbara Gordon stuff would have been pretty heavy to do it properly, and like, like because it is an incredibly heavy storyline. Um, it is the stuff that happens in it, and I think because it was it was still a part of the um, animated series, wasn't it? But the Killing Joke, the Killing Joke movie was part of the animated series, like still with Kevin Conroy as Batman. I think I'm not so. sure. I thought it was I its own so. standalone. Yeah, I know it's its own standalone, but I think it's connected to the animated series through the voice mm. actors, like you said. I'm not 100% yeah. sure on that. Double check that later. Um, I think to do it properly yeah, like- in a live action ad- adaptation of the film, they cannot get Zack Schneider to do it. They can't get Joss Whedon. They can't get any of the, like, Matt Reeves or Christopher Nolan or Tim Burton or anyone that has done Batman before they have to, or Todd Phillips who did the Joker. They can't get anyone, they have to get, like, a different style of director that is used to doing those, uh, those kinds of films. Like, uh, what's his name? He did Seven, um, and Fight Club. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name, but him, Oh, yeah? For example, yeah, I get where you're coming from with that. And do it really dark and gritty and fucking fight with your head the whole way kind of thing. I don't know. I think uh, considering Snyder's Watchmen, I think he could do it. 
Yeah, but Schneider's Watchmen was the last film he did that was good, and that was almost 20 years ago. Wow, like, that makes me feel fucking old. Thanks, Tom. The Army of the Dead, or whatever the fuck it was called, is shit. It's, That's the one with Batista the, in it? Yeah, it's the worst fucking zombie film ever released. <laughs> People can argue with me on that. It fucking well is. Don't. <laughs> I, I actually, I have not watched it yet. Don't. Don't. It's so um, it leaves story <laughs> p- plot holes every fucking where. It doesn't use this fucking best weapon that they have at their disposal. It's got one cool element. What, Dave Batista? No, no, the big fuck off uh, fucking rotary saw that the black guy has. Oh, yeah. They don't ever use that. It has one cool thing, which is uh, something that happens in Las Vegas, and I won't give out the spoiler. But uh, the fucking, it doesn't. Well, I'm not going to watch what... it now, anyways. I mean, it sounds like it's really upset you. It has <laughs> one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers that become a zombie. That is cool. Yeah, right. That is like literally the only good part of the movie. It has plot holes fucking everywhere, and it doesn't fucking tell you what happens to like four main characters, and it doesn't explain how <laughs> this one guy fucking oh how he lives. Through the fucking nuking of a city after he's already been bitten by a fucking zombie when everybody turns within 30 seconds, but he flies all the way to another fucking city after walking out of a nuclear zone unharmed by the nuclear fallout, and he somehow doesn't turn that entire time until the plane is about to fucking land. My fucking god, I hate that movie. So about the so, killing joke. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, I had to go on a tangent on why Zack Snyder has lost his touch. Uh, Tom, I'll admit that entire rant, um, it gave me a little bit of an erection. I won't deny that. Um, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, a live-action version of the killing joke. Yeah, I do agree with Tom. You need a director who could do really dark and gritty. Um, yeah. But they can't be too artsy with it as well. Like, like when, like, like, for example, at first I thought, oh, maybe Tarantino. And it's like, no, he's too much in his own sort of thing to be able to really do something else outside of different source material. Um, yeah, yeah. He hasn't, we haven't really seen much like um, uh, Pulp Fiction for a while from him. Oh, what's going on with being... Hollywood? Was pretty fucking good. Oh, a lot of his stuff is good, but they're still different sort of things. I've though thinking yeah, about it. It's not. What about um, what about his good mate Robert Rodriguez? Get him to do it, considering he did Sin City, which the first one incredibly dark and gritty. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. done well. I could see that. Even the second one was done well. It's just it's the same sort of thing, and it wasn't anything new. Like I'm a big Sin City yeah. fan, so um. He didn't want to do the yeah, second like, one. He got forced to do it by the studio, so he found it in. Okay. Wasn't but he yeah, like contract? He can do two movies. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't want that, but they forced him to do it. So he found yeah. it. He literally found it in. Well, some days, some uh, what's his name? Um, Josh Brolin was saying he wasn't even on set. Some days, he just literally found it in. Like, literally rang mm. up a DP and said, hey, this is what I want to happen today, do it. Yeah. 
David, um, David Fincher, that's the name I was trying to think of. For he what did, thing? There's been a lot of things. Uh, did, <laughs> Wait, David did, Fincher made Venom? No, that did seven. <laughs> the the oh, name okay. that I was trying to think of that has done like seven and a few other films. I think it will be very What's he done good. Since? At, oh, fuck if I know. <laughs> uh, you didn't even know his name a few seconds ago, so that's fair. Yeah. He did, he's done Fight Club. He did. Uh, I think that was sort of the last hold, good one he did. Don't hold this against him. He did Alien 3. He did do Alien 3. But then he also did Zodiac. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Zodiac and, and he also very did pretty decent thrillers. And he did Go with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, House of Cards. Oh, he did Mindhunter. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. He did, did Mindhunter. Mr. Go- Mr. Google here. <laughs> no, Mr. Wikipedia, motherfucker. <laughs> he is also one of the lizard people. Wow, someone altered this one. <laughs> I did not realize he did Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. Like, let me just get his filmography up. Yeah, his first one was Alien 3. It's like, ugh. Oh, wait, yeah. no. Oh, that's direct features. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, um, Seven, The Game, Fight Club, Panic Room, Zodiac, Benjamin Button, Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, um, Mank. Yeah, I've never heard of Mank. Love Death. Oh, he did Love, Death, and Robots as well? He also did. And he did. No, what was that? Love... He did Love, Death, and Robots. It's a Netflix series that's very amusing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. And then um, he also did the film clip for Janie's Got a Gun. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and he did like three Madonna film clips, um, some Stones ones, some Jack Michael Jackson, some George Michael. Roy Orbison, yeah. Billy Idol, George Michael. Yeah, he's a perfect circle. And he's done nose some nails. <laughs> he did the Social Network. Yeah. <laughs> that hey, that was a really good film. I haven't caught that one yet. Haven't you? The one about Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's a pretty good film. It's like the only good okay. thing that, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that ended up playing um, Lex Luthor in the new Superman movies. What? Uh, uh, is it Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse, no. Yes. Yeah, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. It's about the only good thing he's in. Oh, I don't mind Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I think he's done a few good movies. Oh, sorry. That and Zombieland. I enjoyed Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland's maybe, amazing. Maybe of- Zombieland too. Yeah, but um, were they amazing because of Jesse Eisenberg? Were they amazing because of Jesse Eisenberg? He adds to it a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. The Zombieland series are better because of... um. Uh, they're best because of... um. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Yeah, exactly. You take him out and it's just a whiny Nordic no, be- fuckhead. No, because they need each other to play off each other. It's a it's a neurotic, over-the-top sort of character with this loosey-goosey near sociopath, and it, yeah, they played well like, off each other, and I think literally without anyone, the two of them, it wouldn't have worked. Literally anyone well, I mean, could if you look at something Jesse like Adventureland, yeah. if you look at a movie like Adventureland, I mean, the only reason it was bearable and watchable was because of Jesse Eisenberg. The only reason it was nearly unbearable was because of Christian Stewart. The only reason it was nearly unwatchable was because, uh... <laughs> yeah, she's she just she's not got no talent. 
She does. No, there's some more recent stuff she's come out with that's actually turned out okay by what I've been reading. Like, I haven't watched it just yeah, because I've got no interest, but yeah, like there's been stuff. The characters that are blank and emotionless because she is blank and emotionless. There it was, doesn't yeah, matter true. the role she plays. She is blank. I mean, look at, look at Twilight. One. Twilight's the perfect example. There's a scene there where she's meant to be sad, devastated, and, you know, lonely. like it's, it's meant to be the saddest part of the whole movie, and she looks like she's bored. Yeah. Well, one of the things that they've actually did really smart with the whole Twilight thing and getting her as an actor for it is because so the whole – with the Twilight books, when they explain Edward, they explain him down to the – nth degree like how he smells how he's like skin sheds like everything whereas I can't say I got that her the cat <laughs> neither did i but <laughs> when they're describing what bella is they keep her as blank as possible so any characters like any girls reading it can instantly put themselves in that role very easily yeah and by having someone who's is as you said just blank yeah, it's easier to fantasize one... and that's the whole thing of it all but that's the thing once you take a book and turn it into a movie you've now put a face to that character oh absolutely absolutely face to the character yeah speaking of putting anyway, faces back to, to batman character, um <laughs> speaking of putting faces to the characters if they did a live adaptation of the killing joke who would play the joker because let's face it to me in the killing joke the batman and Bruce Wayne subsequently are the secondary characters. The Joker is the main character. I know it was released hmm. as part of the Batman Absolutely. series, but it's Joker's film. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I, to be, to be Joker fair, for that, it has to be to someone who's... Them. I've always wanted to see them cast the same character, or the same actor, as both Batman and the Joker. Oh, that would be interesting. Oh, oh, would that work? That makes for my nipples hard. Joke? I like that idea. Um, would, would that work for the killing joke? Well, the whole idea of it is they are polar opposites. I could see it work. So to have them played by the same actor, it really puts you in that mindset of of what would Batman be if he was the opposite to what he is. He would be the Joker. True. And if the True. Joker was the opposite to what he is, then you've got Batman. They literally are. They should get Jesse Eisenberg for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Kristen Kristen Stewart all the way. (laughs) No, I think she'd be better off playing um, Jason Todd's corpse. She'd be fine as Jason Todd's corpse. (laughs) Um, Be brave. Cast a woman. (laughs) Um, So if I was to go... Because I've only ever seen doing the two-role thing done twice successfully. That was by Nick Cage in adaptation and by Tom Hardy oh. in, uh, fucking, what's the name? Where he it? plays the twins. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm terrible hey, with names. Hey, what about Lindsay Lohan oh, in The Parent Trap? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I was I'm, little, I had the biggest crush on her in that movie. <laughs> But I've seen it done <laughs> successfully twice. Nick Cage. I just brought up be... a third time, motherfucker. Do not ignore me. <laughs> I, I will not be sad. No, I said I have seen it. You've seen it three times. I disagree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but... Nick Cage is too old to play Bruce Wayne. Maybe not too old to play the Joker. And because well, Batman's I... covered up, 
it doesn't really matter. But I think he's too old to play Bruce Wayne. Unless, of course, they just aged the characters up. Which case, I think he could do a good go of it. Uh, Tom Hardy obviously can't do shit because he's locked in the Spideyverse. But, uh... Um, I wouldn't mind, like, seeing for the Joker, and it's done the rounds on, um, online a few times, and it's, uh, what's his name again? Um, I keep going to the wrong character and saying it wrong. Uh, Willem Dafoe. No, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Derek Mears as the Joker. Who's that? Who's that? I can't remember. Okay, uh, so Derek Mears played Jason Voorhees. Um, he also was uh, the Predator in Predators. Well, so the that's one. the Rob Zombie Jason Voorhees, or? No, no that's he... Michael Myers. Sorry, wrong one, wrong one, sorry. Michael Myers. I was going to say Rob yeah, yeah. Zombie never did Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I had the wrong one. He's, he's, he's played quite a few Jason Voorheeses. Um, yeah. That's probably the character he's as the joke. Like, what's he like as an actual performer? Like, because I mean, playing Jason Voorhees doesn't involve exactly much acting. It's more physical, intimidating well, he presence. Was, he was the, well, I mean, so the Hills Have Eyes too. He was the main um, deformed killer. Yeah, but I don't. I, I think he'd be quite good. I mean, he. he played roles with like in Hansel and Gretel, um, Witch Hunters, the one that uh, Hawkeye's in. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Is it Jeremy Renner? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's done a few. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done a few. What was his name few. again? Derek Mears. D-E-R-E-K-M-E-A-R-S. I think he would be a really good Joker. Yeah. Okay. Chuck a wig on him and then... <laughs> He'd be good to go. He's got that. He's just. He's got that face to him that the Joker in the comics has. I was going to say facial structure. He's. It would be hard to cast both of them because one has such a unique facial structure in the Joker, and the other one is classically handsome. If yeah, you know but chuck, I mean. chuck him in a bat mask. Chuck him in a bat mask, and really anyone can be Batman. Yeah, but he's still got to be Bruce Wayne. Not in the Killing Joke. I think in the Killing yeah, Joke you no, could actually ignore the whole Bruce, Bruce Wayne character. Directed. Yeah, but like to a mainstream audience, if a director doesn't introduce Bruce Wayne, he's gonna get murdered. And the no, studio, he's not. not, 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 not is gonna I mean, make many, him do it. How many movies? How many movies? TV series? Do they reference Batman and Bruce Wayne? But you never actually witness him. And even yeah. more than that, like, but even like, more than that, you've never seen a movie called Bruce Wayne, The Dark Knight. It's always yeah, Batman. True. Batman is the critical character here. True. I mean, but, like, they didn't knows. show Bruce in Suicide Squad, and it failed. Every movie that hasn't shown Bruce in it has failed. Yeah, but they barely showed Batman in it as well. Yeah, because it failed. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think... The, thing, though, the, main, the main factor there was that they referenced Batman. It wasn't the reference of Bruce. The only issue is um, Derek Mears has played Swamp Thing. Uh, he's already... And so he's already... Huh? Yeah, but we're, we're, we're talking about a potential hypothetical movie here, guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's still got to work in the parameters of reality, as in, like... Well, I mean, if we're going to do that, then look at Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah, but still, he's already been the Green Lantern, and then one of others have said that they won't trust a comic book franchise in his hands ever again. But that was only because he went back to Deadpool. Yeah, but it's also because the when, Green Lanterns when, failed so fucking hard. Yeah, but that wasn't his doing. Kind of was. Have you seen the film? <laughs> I, I'm a fan of it, actually. I quite like it. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> I do. I, I do like the Green Lantern. I mean, I feel for Ryan Reynolds having to wear that. My so, point. It feels like it's been a few minutes since I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> my my point is that uh, Warner Brothers, who own the rights to all film adaptations of DC uh, properties will not let a movie that has Batman released as one of the main characters be released without at least showing Bruce Wayne. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to disagree with that one because it's not Bruce Wayne who's the main actor. Like, it's... Like, you could happily You've have... got to show the alter ego. Do you, though? Yeah, um... you do. Name one... Name one superhero movie that doesn't show the alter ego. Well, well let's, let's actually let's actually face facts here. If you go through any other superhero, the fight that they have with their alter ego and their superhero identities is the fact that they're trying to find time for the superhero side of it. Bruce Wayne is consistently being harassed about being more human and taking more time as Bruce Wayne. So wouldn't Bruce Wayne be the alter ego instead of it being Batman? Similar to the Superman Clark Kent sort of alter ego element. Yeah. Yeah, but still, that's what I mean. Like, the alter ego because element it's not Bruce, it's not has Bruce to be Wayne. Shown. It's not Bruce Wayne pretending to be Batman. I mean, Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he's pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Um, Ozymandias in Watchmen, they didn't show his alter ego because he's just the same person. Um, yeah, he's the same, same with person. Dr. Manhattan. Same, same with the Joker. It's the same person. And that's so you're talking how about superheroes and their alter ego and not showing the that's alter how ego. they get away with two examples, but that's how they get away with it because they're the same person. Whereas Bruce Wayne and Batman are two different people. Bruce Wayne is Batman, like, there is no Bruce Wayne anymore, it's a facade. Sorry, sorry, you've got to correct that. I am Batman, exactly. I'm Batman, and that's the thing. I mean, every single movie, every comic, every story. Alfred is harassing Batman to be more Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Where Bruce Wayne's existence is purely for the fact that he needs to be a face for Wayne Enterprise. He needs that that billion-dollar income to be able to keep the high-tech gadgets he uses. Mm. Bruce Wayne is the facade. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, if you're having a movie where they're going to show the fact that he has to create and the money to create all these gadgets, you still have to have a Bruce Wayne character. But the thing is, the whole thing with the story of the killing joke, it's about Batman, like, for the most, for a lot of it, trying to get there in time to save Jason. Then yeah. it's coming to terms with that grief. And it is all about Batman's mistakes. Like, it's more like where he would be in costume for the entire thing, and it would work. Yeah. Like, there's not a huge amount of the storyline where he is out of that. True, true. But and what, even, I, and what I'm saying is, is it's only, it's, it's a cost, it's a phone call. 
What I'm also he's still saying Batman is Batman and Alfred's talking to him through through uh, like a, a phone system. True, but what I'm saying is the money hungry conglomerate that is Warner Brothers are gonna want that face to put on their posters to do the interview rounds, all that stuff. Are they though? Know, because even like the new Batman. I mean, you look at Robert Patterson, which I mean. I'm not overly fussed about him being Batman, but we'll see what he brings to the table. But you look at all their advertisements. It's not him dressed as, as Bruce Wayne. It's him in the bat suit. And they yeah, don't really sell... They don't sell Bruce that, Wayne masks. They sell Batman masks. And they haven't started ramping out all the interviews yet for it, where it's going to be Robert Pattinson with his pretty little face and his big eyes sitting there in front of a we're camera. Not gonna, we're not going to see that until after the movie comes. Or just before it, but either way, it's still no, going to be that's him. That's the thing. It's going to be, it's going to be a wait until after when it comes to him. The interviews, all that's going to come after the movie's been released, because everybody's on the fence about what he's going to actually do. But that's, the trailers that they've seen, that they've shown, shows him in you know fight sequences which are brutal. aren't hard to learn when you're trained, and they are. They look good. They look great. He looks awesome in the bat suit, but. We also don't hear him speak throughout that trailer. We also don't see Bruce Wayne through that trailer. Exactly, because the trailer was released almost a year ago. What I'm saying is that there is almost no superhero movie that doesn't do preamble uh, friggin' media. Like Scarlett Johansson has been doing media for Black Widow for almost a year and a half now. Yeah, but that's I'm a character saying who, no media. Her face, her face is her mask. She's not... Black Widow is Black Widow. There's no mask that she wears. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying keeping it under the mask. I'm saying Robert Pattinson as a person will still have to do media beforehand. The studio will want. No, we're we're talking about the difference in in the fact that you could get away with a Batman without showing Bruce Wayne's face. You could. Yeah, you could. But at the same time, the the actor still has to be appealing to mainstream. The thing is, if everyone already has the knowledge that Robert Pattinson is Batman, which they do. They'll know that they'll see Rob Patton, Pattinson. They'll be like, "Oh, is he Batman?" No, they're gonna know it straight away. Like that's he's out the of whole... the suit. Oh, he must be playing Bruce. Yeah, and like the whole thing of the Bruce Wayne character, like he's he's not what people go to see. But even and the thing is, if Robert Pattinson is getting interviewed, people are gonna know it's about Batman, especially when people start talking about Batman. But yeah, needing, they were going to be able to equate the face to the guy underneath the mask. Yeah, they but the can. questions are going to be, but the questions are going to be about Batman, not about Bruce Wayne. Mm. They will be, but what I'm saying is that Warner Brothers picked Robert Pattinson for a reason. In front of those interview because cameras, he was cheap. in front of those interview cameras, he's charming and he looks good. Mm. No, after Twilight, he's cheap to hire. Yeah, but after Tenet, his prices went back up. Yeah, but Tenet's only fairly new. Tenet's like a year and a half old. No, I didn't think it was that old. Oh, it came out around the start of 20. It was one of the last films released before the COVID thing shut all the cinemas down. Here, I'll go back to Wikipedia and look up Tenet. So we've got an actual answer here. Um, Handy to have Mr. Wiki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got skills, man. It's finding things that may not be true. Tenor Film 2020. Okay. So, yeah, it was released. Release date was August 26th, so it's almost a year old. 
Well, I thought it came out. That's my birthday. I thought it came out way before my birthday. Well, there you go. It's not even a year old yet. Well, either way, he was still fucking brilliant in that. But also, you're forgetting that the Twilight films made like a billion dollars at the box office. They're still a box office draw. And he is still the pretty face that they want to put in front of those interview cameras. Like, my suggestion for hey, if we're doing the Joel Joker Batman role thing would be Andy Circus. But it's <laughs> like a, that goes against my point of that charismatic, classically handsome Bruce Wayne that you can put in front of those interview cameras. But my God, he will play the living fuck out of the Joker. Oh, it'd be. He'd be a fine joker, like, but yeah, like the jewel thing, like that's a role that I can't pick. Like it's something that's going to take a lot of longer reading, but I think it's a really interesting concept and I would love to see it done well. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. sorry, I really want to see a Smeagol Batman now. <laughs> <laughs> the mountain arm processors. <laughs> no, but think about him in uh, a... <laughs> Think about him in uh, the Planet of the Apes series when he played Caesar. Yeah. Yeah, but he did the body work for Caesar. That's a bit different to actually playing him. Well, oh, he did all, every single movement for Caesar. He did everything. All the facial expressions and movements and that are all, are all him. Yeah, yeah he's that, like the king the of Caesar. The part of the body. And think about him in the MCU. He was fucking But awesome. let's face it, if you put if you put Gollum and Caesar next to each other, it really is just Gollum with more hair. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Squ- smaller eyes and more hair. True. And not as emaciated. But like look at him in the MCU. Look what he did in Black Panther. Ulysses Claw, isn't he? He's Ulysses Claw, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he is a fucking tank of a human being in those movies. And he's so fucking evil without trying to be. Mm. It, it's interesting. Like, Mind you, he's a little bit more slimy than the uh, Joker should be. No, the Joker is slimy. Like everything with Harley Quinn, he's slimy as fuck. No, no, um, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Joker isn't slimy. I'm saying that he's a little bit too slimy in a sleazy kind of way. Well, to be honest, I'd be okay with that because it might finally break this thing of like everyone saying that I'm his Harley, he's my Joker, and it's like, no, that is the worst comparison for a relationship that you could do. Why don't you say <laughs> you're Sid and Nancy or um, bloody, what's his name, um, Woody Allen and his stepdaughter? Like, it's not a good thing for a relationship and to compare yours too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Ugh. Sorry, but yeah, like, um, who would sorry, play the real personal pet peeve whenever someone compares their relationship to Joker and Harley who would or play Sid and Jason Nancy? Todd. Like, sorry, who, who would play Jason? Is it Jason Todd? Jason Todd, yeah, angry teen into corpse. Hmm, angry teen, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> That's the corpse part. We've established this. Um, I was going to say, it could be interesting getting um, Tom Holland for it. No. No, it's Disney would never no. let him do it. I oh, know. Well, no. 
Sony wouldn't let him go. No, he no, hasn't. He hasn't got the. He hasn't got the mentality for that sort of a character. He's not. Hey, they said know, the same Jason thing. Todd. They said the exact same know, like, sort of thing Jensen, about um, Jensen Ackles. No, Jason yeah. Ackles, I could see being being more so the Jason Todd sort of style character, but I mean, he's a bit too old to play that yeah, role he's now. Too old. Um, but he would be like him in his younger day would be who I would have said would would have been awesome, and he he voiced Jason Todd so well in the Redwoods animated movie. Um, yeah, he was great in that. Um, who would be young enough to do an angry teen Jason Todd and be able to act it well? I know, I know. Will Fowl. Get fucked, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> How about Will Forte? Who's that again? Will Forte. How did... I bring this name onto people and people are like, who the fuck's Will Forte? It's Will fucking Forte. He's been in literally everything. Did you see that movie? He's in it. That one. Yeah, you know <laughs> the one I'm talking about. He's in it. Everything. Oh, Debbie does Dallas. I don't know. I reckon Timothy uh, Chalamet would be a good one. Yeah. He was the young guy from Homeland. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be a pretty good. I think he'd play Jason Todd pretty well. He's got the right look to him as well and the right attitude that Jason Todd had. What, angry emo kid almost? Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm Actually, always, always got to throw this right. name out. Tom Hardy. You just want Tom Hardy as everything. Exactly. He's fucking great. Um, Actually, someone who's young enough who could do probably do it, because I've seen him do some pretty decent acting. Um, Cameron Monaghan from both... Like, he's already played a Joker equivalent, Jer Jerome Valesca or whatever his name is in Gotham. But then... He's also then played characters in uh, Shameless. So don't tell me I've lost yeah, your again. No, I don't know. I, I I wasn't a huge fan of his his adaptation of the Joker. Which one? There was like three of them. Gotham. Yeah, I know. In Gotham, there was like three different adaptations of the Joker. Yeah, I, I'm still yet to finish the last of that. Well, you would have seen because there's the fact that he begins as one of them who plays up the really what? campy, theatrical, almost Joker and anarchist. And then when he infects his Dylan brother. Minetti? Who? Dylan Minetti. Who's that? Main actor from 13 Reasons. Uh, so not 13, 13 Reasons, reasons Why. So. Yeah, he's like, he tried to do the feature film thing with uh, the house guest or whatever it was. And like, he failed, I think. Uh, I, I still think he, he actually. Shows. I don't think he'd be too bad as a Jason Todd either. Yeah, I think. Oh no, I'm gonna butcher his name, but uh, Alex, I think it's Hall Anderson. Uh, Alex Hall Anderson. I can't pronounce his middle name. It's Danish, but uh, he's played Ivar the Boneless in Vikings. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely could see either the bonus being a, a Jason Todd. Because in real life, oh, that's, he's that's obviously really got bones, but like I yeah. think he could do it. <laughs> I thought you might have just been having, you know, a bit of an emotional connection there with the actor. 
I do, I do. A uh, um, guy that can't walk that can kill everyone, I love it. <laughs> can't get an erection either. <laughs> yeah, but that's the difference between him and me. I have, I, I have two. I have two kids. He has none. Boom. <laughs> are you, I was going to say, are you sure they're yours? Um, well, yes, believe they me, are. they are mine. Yours. I've met them. Yeah, exactly. They even laugh like me. They even fight and laugh like me. To be honest, like the laughing part is alert behavior, so that's not hard. You're around them all the time. But the farting, yeah, bowels are genetic. And I'm getting that on a T-shirt now, my, bowels are genetic. My daughter looks so much like me that Facebook actually tagged me in photos of her and my wife. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that would be my pick for Jason Todd. He's uh, got that charismatic swagger that was noticeable on screen for what he has to do. He's got the acting chops to pull off what he's got to do, and he's got the look. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I can see it. I actually really like that idea. Um, just. It goes with the same issue as before, just as long as he doesn't look as slimy. Like, his character... Like, Ivar is such a slimy character. He he is, but at the same time, he... Can, oh, he's captivating. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's captivating, and he can clean up very nicely. And he's very yeah, good he's at... Playing. He's very good oh, at no, doing whatever's asked of him as well. Hmm. Um... Though, oh, what about the guy who played Joffrey in um, Game of Thrones? No. No, he's already been in no. the Dark Knight. Yeah, he's going to grow up to be Jason Todd. Oh. <laughs> it would be satisfying no. to get him, watch him get, die. It would be satisfying to do that. But at the same time, no, nah, he's too scrawny and he retired. Yeah, that's. Didn't he want to become a school teacher or something? Something like that. I can't. I don't know, but I know where you retired. Um. Oh, what was it? I just had another one that could have worked. Um. Admittedly, you'd have to bulk up for the role, and I think he'd probably be too old. But the guy who played um Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Right. He is pretty scorny at the moment. He wouldn't be too old. He could play down quite easily, but and he's got a youthful look, sort of thing. So, and he could play that. Ang he can play angry well. Um. But yeah, yeah, Tom Felton. That's him. Yeah. Oh no, God, he's aged badly. No, <laughs> he's not doing it. Holy he... shit, he's older than me. Yeah, yeah. He hit the bottle pretty fucking hard. You can get him on Cameo, so why don't you just call him Metapanoxin? I'm not wasting my money on that. It's like almost a grand. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think... Wait, have we lost James? Hey, James, you there? No, 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 I'm still here, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, he's just <laughs> listening, <laughs> judging. <laughs> he's like, you two are fucking morons. Why did I do this? <laughs> oh, I am I, I am digesting what Tom just said. Which one? Which bit, I mean? 
over. Well, the, the, no, the fact that you agreed with Malfoy being a good Jason Todd, I mean, I'm just in, in shock. No, but I just, like Jay, I just looked up a picture of him. No, my answer is a solid no for that one. <laughs> I'm thinking of him back in like Harry Potter 6 time when he still looked young enough to do it and he still had the acting chops to do it, but now no. Yeah, he looks well. The last last image I seen of him, and it has been a while. Um, I think he looks like a junkie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He he looks like a young. Um, oh, now I've forgotten his name. Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Or well, Macaulay. He Culkin, looks like a young least, Macaulay Culkin. At least Macaulay Culkin cleaned up. Oh yeah, and. He's been doing stuff recently, and though that's actually a thought. Like, I've only seen him in one thing, but he was acting pretty well in it. But his younger brother, who was in um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as the gay roommate. Yeah. Have you seen either one of the Home Alones? What, the original ones? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Everyone's seen Then them. you've seen his little brother. It's his cousin that drinks the Pepsi. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's his oh. little brother. And now I've learnt something. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking, what's the name? Uh, Mary Kate Olsen would be good as Jason Todd. <laughs> oh, God, I love being a dick. No, 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 the difference here, one of the Olsen twins killed the Joker, not the Joker killed them. You got it around the wrong way around. Conspiracy theory, and it kind of fits. <laughs> Well, I was looking into it the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck? She she killed Heath. What the fuck? That is fucking brutal. But yeah, that's never here nor there. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, we're going to end it there because we've been talking for a long time. I've enjoyed the living fuck out of this, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, James comes back for another show at some point, because we have more to talk about, other than Batman and me ranting about how Zack Schneider's new movie is shit. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I've been Tom Roberts, uh, this is Jay Later. Yo, see you later everyone. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> You're supposed to jump in. You're supposed to introduce James, Jay. Oh, that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, oh. okay. <laughs> I'll start that sequence again. No, no, no. No, fuck it. Leave it in. That was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thank you, James, for coming on and enduring our, like, ranting, raving bullshit and possible butchering of one of your beloved favorite childhood memories um <laughs> i'm imagining now that like next time you go to watch a batman movie you're just gonna like fall over piss yourself in the fetal position and just start crying i um, see draco yeah. now for he fucking everywhere i will now <laughs> <laughs> if my father hears about he, this um definitely definitely be back to to do it again um no it's been fun no good good i'm glad you enjoyed it we didn't scare you too much Next time you're on, we can uh, argue about wrestling because 
There have been a few people or that have argued. Or Spider Man. There have been a few <laughs> people that have tried to argue against me on wrestling, but I'm pretty uh, stood in my ways, and I know more than the average bear. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. It, it is it now. Is, yeah, yeah. But There's I know more than the average the person, wavelength. and I tend to piss a lot of people off with my point of views and I do not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this has been the Four Up School Podcast, episode seven, I believe. Uh, thank you all for listening. Goodbye. And hopefully this was better than Star Wars episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, <damn. laughs> Anyway, that's just going to lead to another tangent. So I'm saying bye now. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, guys. It's been a pleasure. Bye.